Kaleidoscope, an instrument containing mirrors and pieces of colored glass, when rotated constantly, causes a change in sequence of elements. A podcast that resembles light, a space to have contemplative and reflective dialogue, so we can become the high-quality men and women we were designed to be, and discover how to begin a journey of becoming all that you are designed to be. You are the kaleidoscope, and we will bring the narrative. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to Kaleidoscope Narrative. This is our 10th episode. We missed you all last week. We couldn't record because of tea. I blame tea. (laughs) (laughs) How are you, tea? (laughs) I think I I should be okay. (laughs) Considering that I'm being blamed. Okay, fine. Put the blame on me. I take the blame. You take take the blame. Yeah. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm doing so super great. Mm -hmm. Your weekend was... Amazing. Good. Uh, amazing. Um, we had some time out with yes. the family and um, it was an awesome, awesome weekend. Yeah. 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 And we're with Jay. Yeah. Doing sound. How is it with you, Jono? It's good. Um, the week has been... Um, no, it's been a good break, but I'm looking forward to... Um, Things ahead of, you know, to see what happens. Okay. Yeah. I had a good week as well. Um, I missed you guys. I don't want to lie because this has become part of my routine now. Yeah. So I missed you guys very much. But it was also good to just take time out and work on other things as well. Mm. Uh, a person has other projects to work on. Yeah. But it was a good weekend as well. Well-rested, mm. um, eventful in the emotional department. But that's neither here nor there. Welcome to the show, everybody. <laughs> eventful. Uh, <laughs> today's topic is a necessary one, I think. Uh, We all go through life, we face different issues and obstacles in life. And I think we've all asked this question. Every individual, I think, has asked this question. Why, if there is a God, Mm. if indeed there is a God, Mm -hmm. for those who don't believe there is one, and for those who do believe there is one, Mm. why do bad things happen? More so to good people. And I think it's a necessary conversation to have because mm-hmm. it shapes the way we look at God. Mm-hmm. It exposes the kind of character traits we associate with God. Um, and then it sort of shapes and molds our life journey going mm-hmm. forward with regards to relating to God and the decisions we make and how we respond to them and other people. Mm. It affects our entire life. So, T, I think it's necessary for us to first, before we attach the question, why does God allow bad things or suffering or negative things to happen in this world and to people? I think it's important for us to ask ourselves who God is. Who is God? How should we view God <laughs> before we bring in um, the question, then why then does this person allow these things to happen to people and in this world? How should we be looking at God? This is what I always say to people hmm. that ask that question. <laughs> Who is God? What is God? Yes. 
Um, I always say this in the same way that we view the Bible. Mm-hmm. The, the Bible is anything that you want it to be. True. It, because in it, you will find anything that you are looking for. You're looking for hate, you find it. Mm-hmm. Slavery, you find it. Anything can be justified or be a cause for a movement can come from the Bible. You're right. And so who God then is to me, I, I always say this. God is or becomes the theophany mm. of your, um, your epiphany. Let's elaborate. Okay. A theophany is something that manifests into the physical realm from okay. a spiritual aspect. So when we're talking about uh, speaking the things that don't exist into existence, that's what we're talking about. Exactly. Okay. All right. When God says, I am yes. who I am, mm-hmm. what he is basically saying is he is the theophany of your epiphany. Okay. Epiphany is mm-hmm. the highest order, the highest, the peak of your in simplest terms, the peak of your greatest imagination. Mm. God can be this man upstairs. He can be this um, force. He can be a wind that can move or shift things. It can be a fire. It can be fire that consumes. Yes. He can be a person that comes to save you out of something. So whatever it is that you imagine God to be, mm. God becomes that. God will never come to you beyond what you can imagine. To Moses, he became the imagination of what Moses thought could be God. A fire. A fire. A burning bush. Burning, but without consuming the bush itself. The bush itself. Yeah. And so that came from understanding Moses' background. Moses was, from an Egyptian point of view, knew all these other Egyptian gods that could destroy, that could curse, that could bless, that could become anything magical. But in all the magic that he studied, in all the mathematics that he studied, and with all the astrology that he studied, it ended up being something that was reasonable. To him, the God of Israel, the God who created the heavens and the earth was somebody who could not be reasonable. Fire that burns but does not consume what it's standing on. And so God is that very being who becomes that which you imagine him to be. So he operates, he fills in the, the he fills the, the, your imagination. Yes. He fills the physical space of your invisible mm. imagination of who and what he can be. I like your explanation. 
So if you think God to be this great miracle working being, mm-hmm. he becomes that. Yeah. He will show you the miracles. If you think God is a tyrant, this tyrant, mm-hmm. this, this detector mm-hmm. who only wants to take from you and demands from you, that's what you will see. Exactly. And that's who he becomes to you. But if you see him as a father, loving, caring, giving, he also becomes that. And I love that you touched on that point because sometimes, oftentimes, Mm -hmm. our ability to imagine Mm -hmm. is very much influenced with our experience. Uh So then, and I love the fact that you touched on fatherhood. Yeah. Because most people have not experienced great fatherhood. Mm. Um, And so point of reference with regard to relating to God becomes an issue. Mm -hmm. So before we can understand why this person allows these things to happen and how he's um, shaped everything that exists and for what reason Mm. we need to get that right Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. order to then believe what he says in Mm -hmm. his word and who he says he is. So then, how does our reference point mm. get recalibrated mm-hmm. to align mm. with the word? Right. Because what you can imagine or cannot imagine becomes a principle, right? It's an invisible law. Mm that is so sacred which actually goes into one of the reasons why bad things happen to good people because our ability to imagine something will affect our physical or our ability or inability to imagine something so we are limited by our imagination we are limited to our imagination based upon our experiences as you're talking about. Mm. Now that is because in our experiences, we experience and experience Mm. something that comes to give us something. Mm. The question is, are we taking it literally as it is, as it comes, as an experience, or we are reading beyond and behind the experience to take out the invisible to see the greater good of it what it actually came to teach us so i would take for an example a bad experience of having been raised by an absent father in both senses present but absent or absent and absent yes and so that can give you a greater imagination to imagine what it could have been if he was there. Or it can limit you when you have a present absent father. It can limit you to think that they will always abandon you. They will always be there but not fulfill or satisfy you. That is the reason why when we then go to God, we approach God with the experience that we have 
and not the experience of our imagination that could have been. And so we find ourselves limiting also God to be a God who is present but absent when we need him. And so we ask the question, why does bad things happen to good people? You are there, God, but you are allowing these things to happen, the bad things to happen. And so that question still remains an unsolved equation because in there are pocket fools or, or, or you call them potholes. There are potholes within where you cannot fathom or put the equation together, where you cannot find God in the place where you expected him to be there. And that also can be limited based upon our experience, our physical experience. But if we take it from Jesus himself, he was on the cross. And many who had that experience of the present God, but now absent in time of need, they looked at him and said, all your messages, all that you proclaimed was a lie. Where's your God now? Let him take you down from that cross. But even in that time, Jesus spoke to a present father whom he knows is present, even in the time when it seemed he was absent. Very true. Very true. He was not limited based upon his experience at that moment. But that gave him the capacity to know and to understand that even when it looks like he is absent, he is still present. Always present. So he feels that hole of the present absent father or the absent absent father. Because some people have come from a place of absent absentism. True. And they don't see God, neither do they experience him. And so they have this imagination that cannot go beyond him being present when he seems to be absent. So to them, God does not exist. He is absent and absent. There's a vacancy. There's a vacancy. Yeah. It's too huge to feel. That's Their right. imagination. Mm. And so if you cannot have an imagination of what God can do, God has nothing to feel. But if you can imagine what God can do, God will always have something to feel. God becomes that very thing. He becomes the I am. What? I am. He becomes the theophany in your epiphany. <laughs> I've got a huge smile on my face. <laughs> because that's exactly what it is. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. He is who you say. Yeah. Exactly. So now, T, when it comes to us mm -hmm. trying to understand mm -hmm. this God, mm -hmm. 
you and I were having a conversation earlier on and I said to you, I, I've come to the end of myself where I honestly say to God, I, do, I don't understand mm. you. And mm. not because I don't want to. I want to because I have this relationship with this awesome person. You're right. But the best relationship in my life. Uh, the most consistent relationship in my life. <laughs> right. um, but there are things that I don't understand at times. Yeah. And not because I don't want to. I really want to. It's just that sometimes I think I don't have the capacity to because in inverted commas, and mm. there's a pun here, mm. he is huge. Mm. Mm. And he is huge. Mm. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It has it has a double meaning. Mm-hmm. So how can we how can we begin to tr- try to understand this huge God so that we can understand as far as it be possible to understand mm. that He always has our best interest at heart, even mm. though bad things happen mm-hmm. in this world, to people in this world, right? And also, I'm going to include another question there so that, you know, we can hit them both at the same time. Can we actually really say that in ourselves we're good? Hmm. Because if if then we're judging things according to who is good and who is bad, then so should only negative things happen to certain people? Hmm. Hmm. And then only good things happen to certain people? Hmm. Right. If the rain falls on both people in the prison yeah. and people who are who are enjoying their freedom in the world, why why is negative situations only subject to certain mm. people? Mm. I'll I'll tackle it from this point of view. Okay. The first the the, the, the last question. Sure. Can we say we are good? Mm-hmm. Who is good? Yeah. Um, that question comes to a place where you ask yourself what is truth and what constitutes as good yes yeah and so i i i want to bring it in 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 this in this aspect mm. understanding what is good we have a lot of theories about the term good um good is a broad concept uh, but it is it typically deals with the association with life we cannot speak of good without an association with life. We cannot speak of good without associating it with something that is of, um, to some, it's, 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 uh, in a religious concept, it's a, it's a, it, to a basic idea, it's a dichotomy of between good and evil, mm. you know, mm. um, and that has developed today. We cannot speak of good without speaking of bad. We cannot speak of righteousness without speaking of evil. And so because of that, the question is, what then is the definition of good? Who can actually say they are good? And so there are so many theories and theses around this. We can take it from a religious point of view, a psychological point of view, and also a, 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 a philosophical point of Let's view. Let's take a look at three. And so, um, let me begin with from, from the philosophical point of view, yes. where Plato and Aristotle had a great conversation in which they agreed and then they disagreed. 
and then they agreed to disagree. <laughs> Which happens. <laughs> In the sense that um, every language has a word expressing good. Uh, in the sense of having the right uh, of or, or, or a desirable quality. And so when we have that, in most contexts, the, the concept of good denotes the conduct that should be preferred when posed with a choice between actions, yes. good or bad. Mm. And so with those concepts, um, it comes, good comes to a place where it becomes something personal it becomes something that should be uh, defined at an, an ethical or a, a, a group setting a like-minded people who can define that this is good and it also comes to a societal definition as to what society deems as good so what other people deem as good you know um in 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 a broader aspect, in business or you know, other people we step into uh, philanthropy. Yeah. It denotes something that can be a good service to other people. So the the thing is, in business, you say I am a good business person. Why? Because I give back to the poor. That is considered to be a good gesture. It's a good action. And society agrees. And a like-minded people clap hands for you, tap you on the back. True. Good business ethics. But the other side of things, business comes in to become a personal gain. Yes. A material gain. So you, 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 you gain more than you give. And is that good? Other people will take it as that's not good. You're selfish. You are taking more than you give. You're doing it for yourself. It's for self-gain. And so when it comes to good, it comes back to that place where in whose eyes are you talking about good? And to which society, to which people, which group of people are you talking about being good? What is considered to be good? Because when we speak of good from a religious point of view, being good from a religious point of view is doing all the good things for others and at the end of the day denying yourself the same good. You sacrifice yourself, putting yourself in a worse position than you were and for the benefit of others. Yes. That is considered to be good. And from a psychological point of view, does that benefit you in any way? Does it benefit you in any other way? So when we come to define the term good, what is good? Who can say I am good? Even Jesus denied when, when, when this uh, guy said to him, this lawyer, I think he said to him, listen, good teacher. And then he says, good? Why do you call me good? Why do you consider I'm good? Why is it because I'm doing things for other people? I'm healing other people? Or you consider me good because of my own actions according to my own self? I am upright. I am upstanding. I am righteous. What is it that you consider to be good? And so this guy was dumbstruck. And so at some point to the rich man, he said to him, listen, when he asked him, what is it that I can do to attain 
the kingdom of God. And then he says to him, uh, do everything that is written in the book. Obey every law. And he says, I have done all that. So in, 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 in concept, religious concept, he was a good guy. But when Jesus then told him, then deny everything. Sell everything that you have, give it to the poor. He couldn't. And there was the challenge. Does that make him a bad person? And therein lies the question, and we're going to continue having this topic of conversation when we return. Enjoy the music. We'll see you after the break. Welcome back, everyone. I hope you enjoyed the the break and the song that Jay selected for us. T, we were still discussing the conversation at hand about what we consider 
good in whose eyes are we deemed good who gets to dictate what society thinks it's good and you were saying we're still defining good (laughs) (laughs) shall we continue yeah yeah Um, and i was saying that what we consider to be good might not be good in other people's eyes so the question is by which mark by which standard should we say i am a good person or this is a good person and then we can be able to define the bad why does bad happen to them as we were just saying now that sometimes what we consider to be good or being a good person because once we can define good we can then be able to define the opposite of good which is bad then why does the opposite of good happen to people that are good so coming to an understanding of what is good yes because we also see that even in the beginning of time god created everything and he looked at it and then he says it was good mm. by his standards it was good but then in in after he said it was good he then later on goes on to say but it is not good for men <laughs> for men to be alone because yes. he could see that men was continuously struggling this is this is another topic for another day where we will talk about you know the needs of a man and 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 what what manhood is all about when god looked at adam he saw someone who was struggling he saw someone who was not complete he saw someone who was not in a good space and so he says this is not good and yet just before then he had said he created everything and he said it was good so the question therefore is what is that standard of good because if we look at that standard of being good somebody else's standard of being good is definitely not your definition of being good so you consider yourself a good person because you do good to others you think of others first but then psychology will tell you it's not good for you to to only think of others first you need to think of yourself first yeah. you yourself you... need needs self care exactly <laughs> you cannot give what you do not have you cannot be good and yet you yourself are not good and jesus also made the same kind of example and he said no tree can give a good fruit from a bad root <laughs> yes he did and he also said that you consider yourselves to be good and yet you do not save somebody who is who fell into a well and yet you are there to save your donkey or your 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 property on the very same day of sabbath but you consider yourself to be good however if you ask god for bread will he give you a stone No, why? Because he's a good god. If you ask him for fish, will he give you a snake? No, he's a good god. So he's got good qualities of a person who gives you exactly what you need. We can speak of a good government. But are they good? Do they give the people what they need? 
We can consider somebody a good person. But are they good in what they do? All the time? All the time? <laughs> That's a question. And so when something bad happens to somebody, the opposite of the good that happens to them, can we therefore stand up and say in the court of law of the spiritual heavens and say, this is a good person? So why did bad things happen to them? And we actually can question God who has higher qualities of being good and we ask him, if you do exist, then answer this, why do bad things happen to good people? How good is that good? And therein lies the question. How good is that good? And so I'm not trying to justify the fact that when bad things happen, you need to eliminate yourself from being a good person and ask the question, but I'm a good person, why is bad things happening to me? I'm not. All I'm trying to say is you need to evaluate yourself to the aspect and to the standards of good itself. Because when you want to consider something to be good, then the question has to come, by whose standard is good? By what standard is good? And where should we get those standards in order for us then to have an, a healthy outlook on the things that happen in life mm -hmm. so that we can have a healthy outlook on ourselves mm -hmm. and our behavior mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. other people's behavior? Mm -hmm. Because in order to do, if, in order for me to, to be kind to myself, I need to be also kind to somebody who's in prison at the, mm -hmm. at the moment, mm -hmm. who most people consider a very bad person. Mm -hmm. Whereas in maybe for the things you do, I just haven't been caught. Mm. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Exactly, so yeah. that gives you a healthy perspective on the things that occur in this life. So then how do we get to ground zero? Mm. Where should we be getting these standards mm -hmm. of what good is in order for us to respond accordingly mm -hmm. to the things that happen in life? Before I give that as a recommendation, sure. here's my conclusion. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, my conclusion, therefore, to the term good or mm. the concept good mm. is good is just but an illusion to the holder. So you consider yourself good based upon certain standards, societal standards, mm. or like-minded standards it's an illusion to those on the other end who don't see your good to be good because your good is helping other people being a humanitarian being a mother teresa it's good a philanthropist it's good mm -hmm. but then there are others on the other side that see it as foolishness that's not good. You are depriving yourself. You're a pushover. You're a pushover. A foolish man. Exactly. Mm. So then it becomes an illusion. Good is then an illusion in which for me, I would conclude good to be as long as you come to that pivotal point of the 90 degree rule which I have engraved in my life principles and the 90% 
rule. 90 degree, sorry, not 90%, 90 degree rule is being upright with God and level with men. It's a good analogy. Yeah. Yeah. The 90 degree, if you look, if you draw a 90 degree, it's a straight line vertical mm. and a straight line horizontal, horizontal that join at some certain point. Now, if you become the pivot of the 90 degree rule, if you become the pivot of the 90 degree, then you are placing yourself at a place where you are upright with God, obeying everything that God says is good and what God's standards of being good are, and also being level with men. If you stage yourself at that pivot, I would consider that to be close to good. In which the Bible even tells us none is righteous. None. There is none that is therefore good. <laughs> none. So we can then eliminate the, 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 the term good in the equation of why does bad things happen to good people? That's right. Who is good? What is good? If they are directly at that pivot point where there is, they are in, in right standing with God and at level with men, the Bible says that wisdom is the principal thing. Is my recommendation. Therefore, gain wisdom. Because the Bible says that Jesus grew in wisdom and in favor with God and in favor with men. Three dimensions. Grow in wisdom, in favor with God, grow in knowing God, grow in the spiritual realm of God, and grow in being level with men, being fair with men. So many kings spoke out. David, his son Solomon, spoke about what is being fair. And being fair is necessarily not so fair to others. No. No. So therefore, we came up with the term, God is not fair. Mm -hmm. And we have always used it and said, God is not fair. Mm -hmm. He will bless others and, and you know, yeah. and God is not fair. Mm -hmm. He's got more blessings on your life mm -hmm. and yet not no, uh, less blessings on other people's lives. We speak of God being not fair with a lack of understanding. Always. Of the fact that, because we wanted to gain ourselves. Mm -hmm. Oh, God is not fair, man. He blessed me over this one. But is that really a good mentality to have? And, and it, this is why I said, you see, once we understand, once we boil down the understanding of things, our mm. perception of what we think is right, is wrong, mm -hmm. is good, mm -hmm. is evil, mm -hmm. begins to change. Yeah. So then we need to get down to roots level yeah. and fix that. Mm -hmm. So that when we go out there and we're relating to the world and people in the world, we have a healthier perspective of what it is that we're dealing with. If we don't get the roots right, we live life in a state of brokenness. Definitely. And we live life blaming God for things that we ourselves are to blame for. Completely. Yeah. And you live a life unfulfilled. Yeah. And so in our saying, God is not fair, mm -hmm. 
we have come to conclude that God is not fair. God is just. And sometimes justice is not fair. Yes. And so when we want to look at being just, just does not look at the skin color. It does not look at gender. your gender or the level of wealth that you have. Education. Education, mm -hmm. knowledge. Privilege. Just makes everybody come down to ground zero. And being just can only be developed from wisdom. So that's my recommendation. How can you consider yourself to be good or how can we come to that place of being good? Is first we take away the illusion of being good. The illusion of us thinking we are good when we are not. The illusion of us thinking that because I do certain acts, therefore I am good. The illusion of thinking I do not think evil of anybody else. Which is a lie. Which is a lie. I think the wisest words I've ever heard from a man who's considered a man of God, meaning he's, he's, a, he's a pastor or mm. he's, a, he's a teacher of the word of God, mm -hmm. has been Zach Punin, who said, whatever <laughs> man considers good mm. about you, throw it in the trash can. Yeah. Because the standards are different, different with regards definitely. to what God says. Definitely. So there's nothing wrong with people, um, you know, highlighting qualities that mm. they consider good about you, but mm. do, as, do the best you can to mm. not let that get to your head because you and God both know the mm. things you think about when you're alone. Mm. See, mm. when people like to say things about me that they consider good, mm. I often say to them, thank you. Mm. But the thing is, you don't know me. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm honest enough to sit there with God and say, you know the things I think in yeah. my head. Yeah. You know the intentions sometimes I have. Yeah. They're not coming from a good place. Absolutely. I am. There's nothing good about me. Absolutely. The only thing that is good about me is God. Yeah. Let me tell you that. Yeah. I want everybody, this is a full disclaimer. Yeah. I, there's nothing good about me. Mm. Anything good about me is God. Mm -hmm. He's the one who, uh, who gives me the ability to forgive somebody when I really to be honest, don't yeah. want to. And yeah. I can honestly say to God, I actually really don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> By default, I want to hold on to the anger. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel yeah. it's justified. Mm -hmm. By mm -hmm. default, I want to hold on to the bitterness because mm. it does something to my flesh. Mm -hmm. The but ego is, is strapped. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Mm. But because I love you so much, mm. this, this, this thing you have done in me that I can't explain, mm. I want to do it for you mm. and you're the reason yeah. I want to do it. Yeah. The love for God then makes you reach out to do or to attain or to uh, to 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 strive for the level of God's goodness. That's it. You know? And we 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 have seen throughout the whole Bible People that we have considered to be good, if we look at their history, it's not so good. Let's start with David. I mean, oh my word. <laughs> I mean, you want to talk about David, that, that, I mean, psychologically, my goodness, he was in, he was in a state of 
he, he was a little boy. He was. And he was stuck in that, at that place where he was 13 and he <sighs> killed Goliath. The 40-year-old king who had ruled for 40 years. Still a little boy. Was still a little boy holding on to not only the, 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 the pleasure but also the pain of not enjoying his teenagehood because he was constantly running from an evil king. And let's, before you even, we even get there, let's talk about the part that a lot of people never deal or, or acknowledge. When, when the prophet is called, when Samuel goes and looks mm. for a boy to anoint, mm. his father doesn't even consider David, yeah. which speaks of there's a level of abandonment there and yeah. rejection. Yeah. And he even says, out of iniquity, later in Psalms, we mm. read, he says, out of iniquity, <laughs> mm. I was conceived. I was, yes. So we don't even know what were the, the dynamics. Yes. Man, listen, when I tell you that the Bible is filled with people who have been dealing with psychological mm. issues. Mm. These are real people that yeah. God used yeah. and turned their lives around. Yeah. We are no different. Definitely. We are no different. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Because we, 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 we can even look at even the life of Abraham, the life of, I mean, who knew Sarah would be barren? You know? And yet maybe, <laughs> just maybe, she was considered to be a very good woman. mistress or a very good master, a very good woman. She couldn't conceive. When she then came up with a plan to conceive, for Haggai to conceive, there she came out. She had to uh, uh, push Haggai away. The close often, often a child a child whom she proclaimed would be hers, mm -hmm. she had to throw it out. Now, being good <laughs> has to come from only loving God. When you love God, you love his creation, you will love his doing, you will love him, and only for him can you be good. Yes. If you are good in the eyes of people, mm. You have acts of goodness. You have service of goodness. Kind service. Good service mm -hmm. to people. But what's good is really deep inside. So that's why I say good is an illusion. Because it is considered at different levels. What is considered to be good spiritually might not be considered to be good from an egoic point of view. Mm -hmm. The physical manifestation True. of good, my people will not look at you and say, you are really a good person because they cannot see your heart. God says, who can declare a man good? Only I can because I see the heart. I see the intentions of your heart. Yeah. And from your heart, when he spoke about David, he said, David is a man who is after my own heart. He was chasing after God's heart. Loving God. Chasing after God's heart. Wanted to do what's right. Because David had no good deeds in him. He was a killer. He was a, he was a, he was a... He basically raped that woman. He, he did. He, he... Manipulated he the manipulated situation. He manipulated the situation. He killed. He... There, there is both good, uh, there is uh, both um, 
uh, tragedy mm -hmm. in his life. Yeah. And and also we can also give him a bit of sympathy mm -hmm. in his life. Mm -hmm. But because of his experiences, one would say he was not such a good king after all. But God said, his heart, his heart is after my heart. And therefore, based upon God's standard, we would consider David to be good. Therefore, good in the eyes of men is an illusion. And we can only have wisdom to chase after God. I mean, in the next episode, we're going to talk about why then bad things happen to the people that we perceive to be good. Good, yes. Or the people that are actually good in the eyes and in the sight of God. In the sight of creating, I've got I've got seven uh, seven important. I always like to say impeccable. <laughs> yes. Seven impeccable facts yeah. that we can take into consideration, and we can then begin to understand. Stepping out of the illusion of good, we can begin to understand. Aha! Uh -huh, so this is why certain things why certain things we consider to be bad, we call bad, yeah. happen to people that we perceive and consider to be good. So then comes my next question before we come, we're slowly about to reach that place where we close. So um, coming to, to this question, how do we obtain that wisdom? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which is the first step. Yeah, definitely. So that we're able... To then analyze situations mm -hmm. in a healthy manner, mm -hmm. starting with us first, mm -hmm. so that we can see that, in all truth, none of us are good. Yeah. <laughs> none of us are good. Yeah. So then, how, but, but it takes wisdom, like you say, mm -hmm. to be able to see that, mm -hmm. because our ego mm -hmm. allows us to see mm -hmm. what we call, in inverted commas, ourselves through mm -hmm. rose colored glasses mm. where we smell great mm. we come out as floral we yeah. come out as great because we're always judging things from our intentions mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. never match our actions mm. because if our intentions are good mm -hmm. excuse how it came out mm. and excuse mm. the repercussions ah. but I judge you mm. according to the repercussions yeah. and the actions, actions. So already, right there yeah. it already shows us that we are not good yeah definitely. you know what i'm saying yeah. so how do we obtain that wisdom i think that's where we need to 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 try to close it so that mm. at least when we come back next week mm -hmm. then we can start putting the dots together yeah so how do we obtain that wisdom well we have always heard first things first we've always heard that Wisdom is, is, is the spirit of God. God is wisdom. So if God is spirit, then wisdom is a spirit thing. It's a, it's a, it's a spirit. It's a spiritual issue. It's a spiritual <laughs> issue. And so a lot of people then say with age comes wisdom. Mm. With age comes accumulated experiences, experiences and knowledge. And knowledge. <laughs> but wisdom comes from God. It's a spiritual ability that gives you that ability to put the dots together of those experiences and that knowledge accumulated over time. 100%. <laughs> 
And the easiest way to get this spirit, the Bible says that ask for it. But here's the thing about asking for something. When we ask for it, it's very important to also understand that when you ask for wisdom, tests will come. To test the wisdom that you already have. When you think that you don't have the wisdom first, because once you ask, Lord, I need wisdom, boom, it is given to you. As long as you don't doubt, you receive it. When you pray, receive whatever you have asked for in faith, receive it. You ask for wisdom, receive the wisdom. Now you have wisdom. But the question that then comes is, how is that wisdom evident? Tests will come. They have to. Tests will come. They have to. And now when those tests come, the wisdom has to now be exhibited. It has to. What happens now is that that test for that wisdom that is already in you now comes in ways of bad things coming to you. Which leads us to the next episode that we're going to be dealing with. How then do we then display this wisdom? How then do we display this wisdom when bad things start to happen and yet we run? You forgot you asked for wisdom. Now that you have got wisdom, put that wisdom to test. Put it to practice. Solve problems. Problems come, we run. Why do bad things happen to good people? And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, you have to come back next week. It's going to be a show like none other. My name is Miss J. It's been a pleasure having you this hour. T, you want to sign out? <laughs> I'm just so excited for next week when we then come to a place where we really understand why bad things happen to good people. Jono. Cheers. See you later. Wait for next week. On that note, um, reach us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It's been a pleasure. It really, really has. It's been a pleasure being back. We will see you next week. Enjoy this sound that Jono is going to choose. Bye.